All right, everyone, checking in again. This is Everyone's a Critic with your co-host, Sean Nellis, and with our regular host, Kevin Gill. Say what's up, Kevin. What's going on? All right, Kevin, I'll go ahead and let you take over from here. All right, so we're, we're doing a little backwards today. You know, I, I, my production team dropped the ball, me, myself. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so episode 175, we got us a good one. So now... um we're looking at, we're going to be recapping our championship. Uh, it was between three and uh, Kings of the North. We're going to recap that, and we have a lot more uh, great things to talk about. So, final score was 66 to 60. Uh, Kings of the North was able to get the win. Um, a defensive game, really slowed down game. Uh, Sean, what was your thoughts? Uh, from the game itself, because it, it was a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things happened, and, and a lot of things didn't happen. Yeah, I, I really feel like on my end, um, I don't want to say that I'm a you know I'm a I'm a wizard uh, with these picks, but I, it kind of went a lot um, how I felt it would go. I felt like Kings of North would come out and be very physical early. Uh, hit them in, my, in their mouth, and I feel like if Free didn't score early or play well early, that the Kings of the North will eventually take them down, um, and it just take their toll uh, as the the longer the game went in. And the longer the game went, uh, Kings of the North spread lead. I think it was a very close game early, uh, but Free could never quite get control, uh, and they never really since they never assume control i think it's just very hard to kind of fight through that when you're always fighting on an uphill when it's an uphill battle the whole time uh and i've been there missed some key parts uh no kedrick and, and don't get me wrong kings of north are missing a couple key parts too uh we got kane and, and uh carl obviously uh but you know no no kedrick no uh no zoe and then obviously, you no know, Jordan. That's uh, now is that a lot of scoring, but that's uh, also guys who kind of don't get rattled easy. Uh, those are guys who not only take up a lot of your minutes, but they're guys who whose minutes are very productive. Um, you know, and, and so and it, it became very evident early to me that you know Andrew's going to be an MVP. Uh, and, and granted, I think Andrew played very well. Uh, but Andrew's gonna have to be like a he's gonna he might have to have scored forty um in order for them to probably pull it out. Uh, which unfortunately he wasn't able to do. He was fairly efficient, he played well, but he, he didn't have a uh uh one of those, you know, and I know you're gonna hate this, one of those LeBron versus the Warriors type games in two thousand sixteen. He needed a game like that and you know, he, he wasn't able to uh Produce one of those games, even though I think he played very well against one of our better defenders. Not one of our better defenders, our defensive player of the year. He, I think he still played pretty well against, but again, he didn't have the game that he probably needed in order to propel free to be, to win that game. Mm-hmm. I also think he was, you know, he didn't do uh, enough on the rebound department. Andrew only finished with uh, three rebounds. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah. That's a, that's a problem. Uh, and there were all defensive rebounds, so, you know, uh, anybody missed a shot, he wasn't there to clean it up. Um, you know, I thought Mike's done a pretty good job with that all, all season. Mike was only held to one offensive rebound. And if you look at it uh, statistically, they only finished 
24 uh, team rebounds total for the game. Like, that's that's not good. Like, you're looking at a team that you got Drew, you got Mike, you got Dre, you got Brandon, who's an underrated rebound. He only had uh, a rebounder. He only had three rebounds. So I think they, they ultimately just got dominated on the glass, and that, that was their downfall. T. Beatty uh, controlled everything. Like, he was blocking shots. He was altering shots. He was rebounding, uh, defending at a high level. Just ultimately, that was just too much for them. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even the fact that it was just too much for them. I think uh, you can't put the ball in the hole. I think when they won the semifinal game, even though I didn't, they didn't necessarily play well, they still got contribution from everybody. And I mean, I'm not being funny. I'm not gonna pick on him because I, I love Mike. He's my guy. But Mike Mays was a, just uh, was amazing in the semifinals. In the final. Watching him on the floor, he looked like an old man. He was getting – he couldn't guard anybody. He was having a hard time defending. And then he didn't get any production on the offense, man. He went 20 minutes, shot one shot, and ended with zero points. Like – Why was he guarding Gerard? That was a terrible matchup. He was getting destroyed by him. Uh, it, it was just – I mean, who, who was he going to guard? It was, just, it was just tough. And, look, he wasn't the only one. I think everybody has their – they're saying what happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, nobody necessarily played well for them. Uh, so it's just not Mike's fault. Uh, but I think his game stood out the most as the, as the guy that needed to step up and they need to get some production out of, and they just didn't. You know, he just didn't play well. Um, he shot his last uh, – he, he got his – let's say he blew his load against uh, – <laughs> in the semifinal game. Uh, against the yeah. Bullets, uh, and that's unfortunate because, like I said, I, I think Mike deserved to have one more good game uh, to kind of get those guys o- over the hump. But you know, it didn't work out that way, unfortunately. Yeah, the supporting cast just it just wasn't enough. I mean, you look at a team um, that's top three in scoring uh, in the league. Um, the only we were held at sixty points. I mean, that's just that that's tough. Like, I mean, you're asking. You're asking a lot. Like you're not gonna hold Kings of the North to under sixty points. Like I just don't, I just don't see that. As a matter of fact, they were first in the league in scoring. Right, they were, they were. They were first, so they they chopped they chopped their average down significantly. So, um, I mean, it's hard, man. And, and like you said, I don't want to make excuses for free, but look at the three people that were out the game. Right, you had Kendrick that was out. You had uh, you had Zoe. And Jordan. We hadn't seen Jordan. I think Jordan, you said he was playing overseas. Yeah. Uh, but Zoe and um, and Kendrick, you talk about an athletic guy that can put it up, uh, that can put up some buckets. And Zoe was just a, just a pure scorer. He was actually the leading scorer on the team. So, um, and again, not to make excuses, but like we said, the Kings of the North did not have Carl. And we know what Carl can do. So, but I think three needed one of those guys more than uh, Kings of the North needed Carl because clearly uh, Kings of the North uh, was just a better team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about free. I um, mean, get, get Kings of the North their, their credit due. Um, they took some licks this season. I mean, they got their butt kicked a few times. And, uh, and I mean, they complained a little bit. They were a little upset uh, a few times here and there. But to their credit, in the midst of them complaining here and there about um, some of the mishaps throughout the season, when they did get their butt kicked, they came back pretty strong and they finished the season strong and uh, they were able to pull out some wins. 
uh, and it got them to the final, and they were able to pull out a big win in the final. Uh, they got lucky, though, because I ain't going to say they should have lost the boot game, but boot game yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'd say you're on to something. <laughs> Boot game definitely uh, let them off the hook. Uh, but winning a championship sometimes is about luck. Um, it, yeah. it, it just happens that way. Uh, they got lucky uh, in a sense that maybe Zoe and Kedrick didn't play. But, you know, they could say the same thing about them not having Carl uh, for, yeah. the, for the final. But, you know, that, that Boot game game, I know Boot game's kind of kicking themselves in the butt right now because that was a game that, you know, they probably should have had a what, 14, 15 point lead going into the fourth quarter and, and, and found a way to kind of get a game away, which is another reason why I feel like Kings of the North was destined to pull it off, though, because I feel like they were built from games like that. Uh, they, they have a lot of character and, and, and mental fortitude. Uh, so I think the fact that, you know, they, they've played those games and, and, and withstood. Uh, being in danger and still finding a way to come out on top. Whereas, I don't know if Free was quite battle-tested in that way. Um, and, you know, they kind of just kind of went through the season easy breezy. They had a couple close games, but even in those close games, they were leading the whole time. Um, right. And so, uh, and, and even in their first seasons, uh, their early seasons, when they kind of got challenged, uh, when, like, Kings of North came over eventually, uh, it didn't go well for him. So, uh, I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, uh, Kings of North are a little bit more balanced for these. They, they're a little bit more prepared for these type of games. You know, they played uh, – they were not as Kings of North, you know, but, you know, some of that group played in City Center. Uh, this group definitely had some battles over there in uh, Champions. Um, so, I felt like they were a group that was a little bit more balanced and ready for this game. And shout-out to – let me give a shout-out to Musa. His role – changed in the playoffs yeah he went from being a scorer and at times their main scorer their guy their go-to guy when they when they need a bucket to being a facilitator and a defender i would never thought i would have said that about mm-hmm. musa in this game uh which shows that he's growing and he has different elements of his game uh He's a facilitator and, and, and not as much a score. And his, I mean, you're going to look at his stat line and not think much of it, but what he did uh, in that final game was huge for them. Uh, and obviously, you know, Draw, who probably ended up being MVP, he did what he did, you know. Did his thing. Uh, Gino was very solid. Uh, it was not, not his regular scoring or efficiency, but he, he definitely played a part in it. I mean, T. Beatty was T. Beatty. He was a monster in this game, mainly defensively. But as the season went on with T. Beatty, his offense picked up. I don't know if you noticed it or not. He went from a guy that was scoring 78 points to the last three, four games. I bet if we looked at it, I bet he's averaging near 20. Uh, and so, uh, right. Uh, well, yeah, did he, he made first team, right? Yeah, he's first team. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a second here, too. Oh. But, uh, yeah, just shout out to the Kings of the North. Shout out to Free. Amazing season. Uh, Free had the best season uh, and probably overall had the best team. But, all that doesn't matter in the end. Uh, these are not playoff series. These are playoff games. And whoever comes out at the top of these end of the season, that's who our real champion is. And so, Kings of the North, what can I say? They are the Kings again. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to our next topic.
All right, moving on to our second segment. Uh, it's a very controversial segment. Uh, I understand that, you know, uh, the media controls guys' contracts around here, <laughs> similar to the NBA. But we're going to get into our all Cypress teams and all uh, defensive teams. Uh, just from the feedback I've kind of seen and gotten from a lot of different people, uh, some people aren't very happy with them. But uh, we're not here to necessarily justify the picks, even though uh, the media is more so people who do it. But I kind of semi-agree with a lot of the picks, and we'll kind of go through some of them here. Uh, what you got for us, Kev? All right, so at the guard position, and I don't do point guard, shooting guard, small four. I don't do all that. Well, well are you going to start I, with the defense first? Yeah, defense, yeah. Okay. At the, at, at the, this is the second team. So at the guard position, I had, uh, I had Trav. Then I had, uh, I had BJ. That would be Braden BJ, um, JD, uh, Brandon McGusty, and then I had Jeff at the uh, at the four position. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty solid group, and I judged I judged all this stuff based off of uh, you know consistency. I think Trav is good enough to be on first team. He's made a couple first teams, but with his minutes, uh, you know, going down significantly this season, um, I think it was I think his performance was only good enough uh, to make. Uh, second team, and he, you know he showed flashes during the playoffs. We got a bunch of steals, uh, huge steals, especially in the semifinal game, and then uh, in the finals game, he made a couple of plays as well. Um, I think BJ, I think BJ's definitely putting in the work. He's taking defense a little bit more seriously. At times, he gets a little careless uh, with, with his with his fouling and and, and and reaching and being a little bit undisciplined. But uh, he's 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 growing and becoming a, a better defender uh, each season. Um. I got JD. I put JD on second team. I think JD. Uh, I think he's, he's he's focused a little bit more offense. Uh, the JD in the past was lockdown defender, like you couldn't get around him no matter what. And I think JD still had an awesome season uh, defensively. You look at uh, he led the league in rebounding at uh, at the guard position. No one, uh, no guard is. I don't think has averaged that many uh, rebounds in quite some time. Then oh, no. uh, he was also able to average two steals per game. Uh, that was impressive, but you know there was that game where uh, where Prince lit him up a little bit. So I think that kind of bumped him down from first team to second team. And then I think Brandon McGusty, uh, Brandon's always been a solid defender, strong guy, uh, can rebound, he can guard any almost any position. And then of course Jeff, Jeff's gonna always make at least second team. Um, uh, his ability to, to to change shots, alter shots um, at six three. Um, I think that alone uh, is always going to be impressive. So he's that, that that was good enough to get him on a second team. Yeah, uh, I, very solid second team. Uh, I think JD could have made a very good argument to possibly on first team, uh, but like you said, maybe the game, the playoff game with Prince hit hit uh, like forty something. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm gonna give even in that game, uh, just JD's energy in that game. Like you know, for him to be the primary defender, and yeah, the guy was scoring, uh, but the guy took some tough shots and made them. So I, I don't think, uh, that, and that happens sometimes as a defender, and you know that as well. Uh, you, you know, you 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 could play great defense, but when a guy got it going, sometimes he, he got it going, he can make some tough shots. So, uh, but you can make an argument that that JD could have possibly been first team. Uh, but I like the pick, even that second team. Uh, BJ very solid pick, uh, definitely improvement. It, I mean, when when BJ's locked in, he can he can lock up. 
So uh, yeah. and I think we saw that a lot more this season, uh, especially with this team with his role changing a little bit where he's not 100% dominant offensively. Uh, and the ball's dying in his hand all the time. He found other ways to try to help his team win. So I think that was awesome. Um, I think who else was uh, Tedrick? Uh, Tedrick, very, very solid. Um, uh, no, Tedrick was first team. Oh, Tedrick was first team? Oh. Yeah, I had Jeff and. Uh, oh, Jeff Brandon, McGusty, B. McGusty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. McGusty, uh, again, very solid pick. Uh, being, I, I, I don't remember. Brandon, I don't remember him making bad plays defensively. Uh, yep. I just don't like even like I don't remember, I don't remember him just reaching and getting out of position. Uh, he always does a good job of standing in front of his guy. Like I, yeah, I just don't remember him having making b- bad plays. And then he makes plays. He gets a lot of steals. He uh, he gets guys to turn it over. He gets rebounds. He like every loose ball around him, he gets. So uh, I, I just he's just solid, man. Um, Jeff is Jeff. Like I mean, do I has length? Even when Jeff has bad games defensively, he makes plays defensively, even on a bad yep. defensive day. Um, and uh, last but not least, Trav. I mean, you know, Trav. Trav's and again, he's kind of like McGusty. They had two guys on their team to go along with Kedrick, who didn't make any team. He could easily been a first teamer. Uh, they were just tough, man, from the guard position. Uh, as far as like defenders, man, like because uh. Trav had a game that they were talking about with Larry's cooking Trav. But Trav gets the stats. Trav gets a lot of steals. He gets a lot of loose balls. He creates and makes a lot of plays defensively. That just makes it very difficult for offenses. Uh, if anybody had a really good argument to make the second team that didn't make it uh, was Shannon. Um, Shannon had a really good – Shannon's the cleanup guy for the Bullets. He's the one guy that kind of – he'll be the guy that will take a charge. Um He's going to get all the tough rebounds. He boxes out. Uh, he's physical. He takes on whoever their best uh, interior guy is. So, like, like Shannon definitely could have possibly made second team. It was close. Uh, and he almost did make it. Um, but didn't quite make it. But the guys that were picked for the second team, I ain't mad at it at all. I wouldn't take any of them off either for anybody else. So, uh, kudos to those guys. And maybe Dre. Uh, Dre doesn't necessarily have the stats to prove his uh, his defense, um, uh, but just overall, kind of similar like the Bruce Bowen. Uh, Bruce Bowen they say they have stats saying that he was a, a first team All Defensive guy, but he always was on the first team. You know, I think he made like four first team All Defenses, uh, and I think Dre is like that too. Physically, he's kind of underrated defensively because again, he doesn't have the stats, but he does a good job keeping guys in front of him and being physical and, and collecting rebounds and different things like that. So if anybody had an argument, those would be the guys I feel like had arguments to make uh, the second team. Yeah. Okay, now uh, first team. Um, I had uh, Kedrick. Uh, I'm sorry, not Kedrick. Kedrick uh, Stevens at the guard position. You talk about a guy, uh, he finished uh, second in the league in steals. Um, he was the, the, the leader on the defensive end for Team Chosen, um, I thought, anyway, uh, I, I thought, of course, Randy's great. Um, Randy's going to always make first team, but I thought Tedrick was the initiator, especially uh, with, with with the uh, with the one two two that they would occasionally run. Um, he, I thought he always wreaked havoc. He was always somewhere around the ball. He was just uh, the leader of that position um, in, in the steals aspect. So I thought he definitely deserved it. T. Beatty, what can we say about 
what more can we not say about T Brady? I mean, the dude is was was phenomenal. Uh, led the league in blocks, set the record uh, for blocks in the game. Uh, he broke that record in the third quarter. I don't even think that goes with question uh, that he deserves to be first team. I mean, you can't win defensive MVP and not uh, be first. I think that actually happened in the NBA. Yeah, you know, we, I think uh, Tyson Chandler won it one year, but Dwight Howard got first team. Yeah, that make, yeah, I don't know. Make, but yeah, um, and I thought Kojo, I thought Kojo did a great job uh, coming in at the latter stage of the season uh, for Fire Nice. It just immediately made an impact, made them a, a legit contender. Um, finishing with one point four blocks a game, almost eleven rebounds a game, uh, solid, solid defender. Uh, Randy uh, finished a second in blocks with two point seven a game and fifteen rebounds a game. Jesus. Absolute monster. Um, you look at Randy. Uh, it's just it, Randy's shoulders. That's what it boils down to. His shoulders are just ridiculous. That's how he clears out space on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. No one can really do anything with him, uh, keeping him away from the ball. Um, tough, tough, cagey defender, um, and a smart defender at that. I would not ever challenge him at the rim. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and then last, uh, last but not least, myself. Uh, I think. I mean, I've, I've been I've been knocking on the door uh, for first team for for quite some season, uh, quite some seasons. I finished second in rebounds uh, at the guard position behind JD, and um, and first in steals. And I, I think I finished. Uh, uh, well, I finally got my uh, uh, career at uh, 500 steals for a career. Um, nobody Houston's even close to me, so. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Anybody challenge that? Uh, be my guest. Uh, well, well, congratulations on on reaching that uh, historical landmark for you. I, I had no idea. Um, so yeah, we, we'll have to maybe get a plaque or something for you. I don't know, but uh, I, it, <laughs> again, I, I can't agree with anybody. Like, if I'm looking at the first team, who are we gonna take off to put somebody on? I think the only guy who probably could have possibly made a um an argument for first team is uh, JD possibly. And I yeah. think if Kendrick doesn't miss the last four games, I think he makes a strong, strong. Uh, he bumped down to second team if Kendrick doesn't miss, right. miss those games. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, besides that, yeah, I think, yeah, between Kendrick and possibly maybe JD, yeah, I, I wouldn't change that first team at all. Like, I mean, it's solid, it's good, and um, I mean, they'll be very difficult to beat. <laughs> defensively. Uh yeah. so I, hey, that's that's a tough squad. Yeah, it's a tough squad. I, I might give like a boot games Medusser. He he does some stuff defensively. He gets some steals and and uh some good nice hard fouls that uh <laughs> that that maybe deserves some some look. Uh but besides that, yeah, I, I, I think this is a solid uh, all defense team as you can get right here. Definitely the best ten. Yeah, I mean, and look at look at this team though. Defensively, like you got me, Tedrick, T Baby, Kojo, and Randy. Yeah, that's that's, that's a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that to you. Yeah. So, uh, God, like again, uh, I want to take money out of anybody's pocket. <laughs> but. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, I I I really like this all all defense team. But let's move on to the all Cypress teams here, which is also very controversial. All right, so third team uh, at the guard position, I had Nick Okori, uh, Gino, Kojo, Randy, 
and Sweat. Um, I like I like this team. I think um, really, you know what? Should we go with? We should start with the first team, huh? No, we can start with thirteen. It's cool. It's cool. Start with thirteen. Okay, we will start with thirteen. All right. So uh, I like this team. I think everybody on here was uh, was deserving because the more you go up, when you look at the second team, you're like, oh, okay, I see. Like, who are we gonna take off the uh, the second team and, and swap with the third team? I don't see anybody. I thought Sweat uh, Sweat played a great season uh, statistically. I thought uh, he showed up when he needed to. Randy finishing with fifteen and fifteen and second in blocks. Um, and the thing about Randy, it's hard to put Randy on a uh, on a second or first team because I think he's so committed uh, to the defensive end. You know that he falls back from his uh, from his offensive ability. This dude can legit average twenty five to thirty points a game if he wanted to, uh, but he's not that kind of player. He just plays his game, plays a role, and, and just you know takes his uh, takes his lunch kid and, and goes home. So um, I, I think he's knocking on the door for uh, for second team, but he just has to change his mentality. I think offensively, I thought Kojo didn't have his best offensive statistic game uh, this year, but he did enough. I think Kojo, he falls in over the three ball just a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, but he's so solid on the defensive end that that elevates him. And he's, you know, he's good. He's, he's good well enough just uh, offensively to be uh, on the third team. And I think Gino, uh, Gino didn't have his best year statistically if you look at his uh, points, 15 a game. But, man, man, was he efficient. I mean, yeah. I, I want to say he shot over 60% yeah. uh, for the season. Um, he had some games where he only missed like two or three shots. And finished with over 25 points a game. So uh, he was super, super efficient this year. And I thought that was good enough, even with only 15 points a game to make third team. And then Nick, uh, Nick missed a lot of games, uh, uh, to, you know, to elevate himself. I thought he could have easily averaged uh, 20 plus a game. He only finished with 18. But he, uh, what he told me was his team doesn't doesn't need him to do that. So Nick took a backseat. And uh, and I think, again, Nick's, Nick's at an advanced age where – he, I don't think he's all the way back into basketball shape uh, to be that guy currently. I think Nick probably needs to. I would say it wouldn't it wouldn't kill him. It wouldn't kill him to lose about ten pounds, and he'll be you know same explosive Nick uh, that I know. But he's got a lot of muscle now too, so you know it's, he's not that same guy. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought he was good enough for thirteen though. Yeah, I think. Uh... I mean, it's a solid third team for me. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think if any, if there was an argument, maybe Zoe or Kedrick, um, possibly. But, you know, again, I think it, they didn't play enough. Well, definitely Zoe didn't play enough games to uh, officially probably get that spot. Uh, at one point, maybe Musa, outside chance Musa. I think uh, before the playoffs, he had – probably good enough numbers to possibly be a third team guy. Uh, but, but besides that, it's been a solid third team. I'm trying to think. I feel like I missed somebody. Uh, I think the guys that played on your team, uh, Prince, uh, Nick, uh, what's my guy? Uh, oh, man. What did I just forget? With, with the bushy hair. Uh, the college kid. Um on my team? Yes. You're a leading scorer. <laughs> oh, you talking about, talking about Caleb? Caleb, there you go. Caleb, uh, those guys are had an outside chance of possibly making a third team. Uh, Caleb. Caleb made a lot of pictures, a lot of photos for us this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's off on every photo. 
but you know, you know what, what you guys are, uh, Caleb, uh, Nick, and Prince. For you guys are they're basically like Bradley Bill. Yeah, you got numbers, but those numbers didn't necessarily get you wins. So it kind of yeah. took you out of getting all NBA or all Cypress. Uh, so. I, I think they had the numbers though. Uh, they had good enough numbers to be all thirteen. But we definitely want to reward Winnie, uh, and that's definitely this thirteen that I have is very solid. Shout out to Sweat too, man. He's just he's pretty steady. He's Mister Consistent and Steady. He he can't help himself. So shout out to Sweat too. But let's move on to the second team. All right, uh, second team starting at the guard position. We had uh, Tedrick. I thought Tedrick was awesome uh, offensively. He, he steadily improved uh, offensively. He could have easily averaged over 20 a game. Um, but, you know, he's an all-around player. Uh, Barry, I think, you know, even Barry missing the, 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 the latter part of the season, uh, Barry was solid. 22 points, six rebounds, uh, four assists. Gets some clutch, clutch shots for Team Chosen. I think he definitely deserved uh, to be uh, second team. Gerard Henderson, I think he was a late addition. Uh, for for Kings of the North, but he was definitely good. He finished with uh, almost 30 points a game, um, seven rebounds, shot the ball extremely well. Um, I think he definitely uh, was knocking on the door for the first team, but uh, you know, just not quite, uh, just not quite there. Um, T. Beatty, um, I thought T. Beatty was good enough. Uh, like you said, he improved offensively throughout the season. He beat up his numbers to double figures, uh, 13, 9, and 3 blocks a game. Um, and then BJ, uh, BJ, even with a, a lesser role on a, on, a, on a loaded team, still was able to average 21 and 7 um, and, and super efficient. So uh, that's my second team. Yeah, uh, man. It's a tough second team. That, that Your second team could be a first team in a mini season. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was just, uh, but you know, we had a lot of solid dudes play this uh, season, so I think yeah, you're looking at uh, T. Beatty, tough, you know, and like I said, his scoring picked up. Remember, this guy like the first three, four games, he was averaging like eight points a game, seven, eight points a game. Uh, then like the down the stretch, man, he was hitting big shots. He had a game winner, uh, scoring over twenty and guarding the best player on the opposite team. Uh, dude was amazing. So that second team is definitely warranted for him. Uh, BJ, uh, like I say, for BJ to have a less role, lesser role, dude's still out there average twenty one and seven. <laughs> so <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, him on the second team, uh, on the team that had the MVP, uh, for him to still kind of be putting up those numbers, uh, is huge. Um, Gerard, uh, Gerard. Average thirty and got on second team. Um, that, that that tells you how good these guys were on the first team. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, and not to mention he's probably the Finals MVP. Uh, that Finals MVP pretty much settled it that he was going to be an All uh, Cypress team member regardless. Uh, uh, Barry, I mean, Barry was lights out. Um, was uh, until uh, he didn't play the final final few games. Uh, I think he might have went out. Did he go out on that game winner? Or did he go out on that on that on that 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 three that sent him to overtime? Yep. That, that was the last game. That was the last game, yeah. They were five and oh at that point. Uh looking mm-hmm. to looking at as the favorite going into the playoffs. So uh I I think him being gone and seeing where the team went after he left kinda let you know his importance to that team. Uh mm-hmm. so so shout out to Barry and last but not least Tedrick. Uh Team Chosen's leader, 
uh, I mean, uh, huge season. I don't think he didn't make any team last season. So for him to be on the second team this season is huge. So shout out to the uh, second team, which could easily be on many seasons a first team. I like it. All right. And last but not least, our first team, probably one of our best first team that we've had in quite some time. Um, at the guard position, I had JD um, finishing with a monster MVP performance type season, 25, 11, and 6. Uh, he was ballot. And everybody on this first team was on the ballot for yeah. MVP, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darius, Darius Green finished averaging 30, uh, 9, and, and Two point eight steals per game. A lot of people don't know he averaged that many steals. Quite a few steals he got. Uh, set our set our league record uh, for points in the game. Dropped sixty. Yeah. Uh, 60 points. So that's the without question. I don't care if he didn't play the, the last part of the season. He's definitely first team. Um, and he actually led the league in scoring too. Right. Uh, Paul Garcia, twenty nine, nine and four. Um, I mean, what else can we say about Carl? Carl's is he calls amazing. He can do pretty much everything that you need him to do. And the thing I like the most about what Carl did this season that, that he believed in his team no matter what. He didn't come in, uh, you know, he, he left, came back, left, came back. But every time he came back, he never came in trying to be like, hey, I'm the guy now. He just came in and played his game. So uh, yeah, kudos to Carl and congratulations on making another first team. Um, next I had Iso Johnny, the the finally, finally, the league MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the season I thought he was going to win. By the way, <laughs> like yeah. I, he's had, he's had seasons where it's like, okay, Josh's going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, but but finally, uh, he won league MVP. Twenty three, uh, Bullets knocking on the door uh, to get back to the final. It just came up just short, and he put up an heroic effort, uh, even though he was uh, looking like uh, Roberto Duran in, in round eleven. Uh, <laughs> You know, he, he still was able to finish the game. Uh, fantastic season for him. Uh, looking forward to his next season, uh, whatever that may be. And then last but not least, Drew, Andrew Gonzalez, 21-11-3. Uh, was able to get above his average in the final. Actually, I thought he I thought he was held in check. I was wrong. Uh, he finished with 23 that game. Um, but uh, the rebounding ultimately cost him. But uh, nonetheless, a fantastic, another fantastic season for Drew. Uh, Drew's been knocking on the door for MVP for quite some se- uh, seasons as well. So uh, that's a loaded uh, f- uh, all Cypress team, uh, first team. You're talking about Drew, Iso, Carl, Darius, and JD. All fantastic seasons. I can't think of one person that I would even think about taking off this list for anybody else. Uh, I want to be a contrarian, but I can't. I think this is pretty solid. Um, uh you know, maybe if Zoe played some more games, maybe he could have possibly snuck in. But even if he did play some more games, I'm not sure I would take any of these guys off um, for him. Uh, I think the, the just amazing seasons by everybody. Uh, dominant seasons. At, I mean, some of these guys at times just had some monster games. We're talking about uh, Darius having a 60-point game. But, I mean, J.D. had, like, a monster triple-double this season. Uh, and, you know, Johnny was Johnny. <laughs> and uh look, Andrew busting up uh T Beatty the first game of the season changed T Beatty's outlook on the season after that. He pledged to be a great defender for the rest of the season. Andrew might have helped him be the the defensive player of the year because he didn't like the the taste that in his mouth that Andrew left after that first game. Uh so uh I mean, and Andrew kind of is is 
it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of unconsuming when you look at him like, oh, he can't hoop. Like, <laughs> when you look at him, then, yeah, then you kind of get out there against him. Like, oh, wow, like, this dude, okay. Oh, he got me that time. Oh, he got me again. He won't give me a third time. Now, oh, he gets you a third time. Uh, and, yeah, he, he so he can go. He can play. Um, so he definitely proved his worth and could have easily been an MVP season for him. Uh, and Johnny's Johnny. He's the MVP. What else can we say? Uh, if you didn't know, yeah, Johnny won the MVP. I don't know. I think everybody knows that. But if you didn't know, he was the MVP for the season. He had another amazing season. And definitely went out with a uh, – he went out swinging. Uh, was a little beat up, busted up, had a bad cut over his eye, and was still out there giving his all. Losing blood and all. So, uh, it was not quite the rocky ending. Uh, they didn't quite make the finals. Uh, they, but again, definitely went out swinging. Uh, so, shout out to our all Cypress teams and all defensive teams. Uh, amazing job. Definitely hope to bring all you guys back next season. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to our uh, last segment. All right, with our last segment in the news, sometimes it's most, our most fun segment. Uh, what you want to start off with, Kev? All right, let's go NBA. Um, the Phoenix Suns, it looks like uh, their owner, or soon to be uh, former owner, uh, Robert Sarver, is, is about to be out of there. Um, we're looking at he's uh, they're, they're taking the proper steps for him to sell the team. Um Based off the information that I've received over the last couple of weeks about uh, his behavior and uh, things that he's partaking in, um, I'm glad that the players took the initiative. And I don't, I don't believe that this would ever have come down to an owner's vote. I know that's what Draymond Green was lobbying for, uh, but I don't, I didn't see that because if, if that's what we're going to do, then you know all the owners are going to be like, okay, what about this guy? Okay, what about that guy? What about this guy? This going to just open up a whole can of worms. And, uh, you know, it's, it would get real murky. It would look really bad that it, it, if we would have found out that we got a bunch of racist owners out here. Um, they could be closet racist, though, if they want to. But, um, yeah, that's – that's. Uh, I'm glad he's gone based on what I've, what I've heard that he's done. And um, well, he's not gone yet, but they're, they're, they're taking the steps to get him up out of there. Yeah. And I think you put – the reason why they wanted it to be an owner's vote because you put a lot of pressure on the owners. And then it will b- brought to light a lot of things that, you know, the NBA probably doesn't even want. Adam Silver probably doesn't even want, you know. Because uh, at the end of the day, he works for the owners. Uh, he's the commissioner. And he, it, I mean, he's the law. He's the judge, right? But at the end of the day, you know, he kind he works for the owners. So even then, you know, it, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a buddy system. Like, you know. Kevin, you could do some terrible stuff, uh, and I know you did some terrible stuff, but I still don't want you to lose your job, or I don't want you to lose your team, or I want you to go to jail, even though you did something bad, because you're my, my my friend, right? Uh, and I think a lot of times those owners, when it's like comes down to an owner's vote, the, that's the players want it because we want they want to put that pressure on the owners to do the right thing, but you know. As these millionaire owners, again, they, they've known each other for years. It's been very difficult for them to kind of vote one of their guys off like that. And granted, I don't know his relationship with the other owners in the NBA, but I, I'm assuming that's probably what it is, you know. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, um, speaking of the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton just got <laughs> out that uh, he has not spoken uh, to his uh, current head coach uh, since the season ended. Since, literally since the season ended, he has not spoken 
uh, to his current head coach. What are your thoughts behind that? I I feel like uh, I feel like you know it's a two way street. I think both were being immature in this case because um, DeAndre Ayton, uh, you know, he, you know, everyone points to the excuse that he's young, but at the same time, the head coach, you are the head coach, so you have to take responsibility and be like, hey, you got to be the the adult in the situation. Like, hey, look. You know, I say some things, you say some things. Let's just try to get over it. Uh, Coming to the season with a clean slate, but uh, that was not the case. And I think they're both born about it the wrong way. And we're looking at, um, we're looking at. I think the Suns are, <laughs> they're about to be done, man. I'm just gonna call it up. That, that's what I see. I see they're about to be done. I thought they were done when they got smashed by the Mavericks, but mm. now they're really about to be done. <clears throat> Which lets you makes me wonder how deep was the conversation or how deep was the incident that happened that led to them both being disgruntled. Uh, I, I wonder what was done or what was said to where you basically go three, four months and there's still some animosity. Because mm-hmm. uh, this happened in, what, May? Yeah. Yeah, I think their season ended in May when they were down dang, dang near 60 points in the playoff game seven. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have terrible college teams aren't even getting beat that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I just it's just weird to kind of like I say three four months pass by. You would think sometime during the summer, June, July, him and Monty would have had to sit down, especially after he signed the contract. Um, you know, it was all this trade talking, and all of a sudden he popped up. He signed the extension. Uh, and granted, <clears throat> it's hard not to take money, <laughs> especially that kind of money. Uh, so. You know, for him to kind of come out and say this, the first thing that popped in my head was like, why sign the extension? You should have just become a free agent. Um, but, uh, again, no, it's hard to turn down money. I'm definitely not, I'm never going to tell anybody to turn down money. But they all they do say that all money ain't good money, you know. Uh, yeah. So I, I would think that, I mean, I, or a reporter asked him, uh, what does he feel like, you know, needs to happen or what needs to be done in the future going forward for you and Coach Kanye on the same page. And I think his words were, I can show him better than I can tell him. I yeah. took that two ways. <laughs> <laughs> I took that as, uh, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play so well. I'm going to bust my tail to where that he can't deny what I'm doing. You know, uh, and, and I'm gonna prove to him my my fortune or more my value. And I also took it as uh, he gonna see me, and I'm gonna put them paws on him if he get out of line again. <laughs> that's that's how it kind of sounded, and I'm like, huh, I wonder what that what he meant by that. So I wish somebody would have asked him, well, what what try to ask him to put more context behind that, but. You care to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wish you were there, kid. Because I'm sure you would be like, hey, uh, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It sounds like a very messy situation. Like, these type of things splinter teams. Uh, this is a team that went to the finals just a year and a half ago. Um, we're the number one team in all of basketball last year. I think they won 64 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like won like 63, 64 games. Uh, so, I mean, for them to have kind of this quickly kind of fall out of favor, um, uh, it's just kind of weird. And at the end of the day, Chris Paul's getting older too. Um, I, we don't, yeah, <laughs> we don't know what version yet of Chris Paul that we're going to get yet. So I, I just, you know, I'm not gonna go as far as say that they're done. 
But this usually is what happens. So this is usually the beginning of a team that is done a lot of times. So I, I hope not because I think they've played a brilliant kind of basketball the last two seasons. But we'll see. Sean, I'll be the first one to tell you they're done, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much going on. Like, kind of like with Brooklyn, how they had too much going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, off the court, and you you alluded to that. You brought that to light. And I was like, nah, man, they too, they too deep. They too talented. And they couldn't overcome that. And I don't think Phoenix is good enough or deep enough to overcome this. So yeah. that's, why I, that's why I believe they're done. Okay. Um, and the last topic for NBA, Ime Udoka. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do I begin? Um, so he's, he's already been suspended for the whole year. They've already made that ruling that he's going to be suspended for the whole year. And this is not a league decision. This is a team decision. The league is like, hey, look, y'all do what y'all want to do. He did that at y'all office. This is not, this does not, this matter yeah. is not will matter. Right. Yeah, anyway, we don't, we don't know what, it's, what it is, what it's developing into, into, but uh, as of right now, it's not a legal matter. So the league doesn't have to intervene. But the boss itself is feel strongly um, about you know, dropping a hammer on, on eBay. So um, it's not a good look, but from the information that I'm gathering, because I have sources, I, my sources are myself, my, my, uh, my <laughs> research. Uh, but uh, I have sources saying that this, this thing is, this is more than what we want to know. Yeah. Like, this seems like really, really, I don't even know how to put it. Like, this is like some Hollywood, this Hollywood stuff going on, if y'all know what I mean. I think it's a, uh, it's getting it's getting pretty pretty bad, man. It's getting pretty pretty bad. And from my understanding, a player was the one that dropped the dime on him. A player snitched on him. Well, so even when he comes back, if he does come back, how's that gonna look? Because he knows who the player is that told on him. I mean, see, see, that's that, these are your sources. So that's the first time I've heard that. Uh, and I'm Twitter, so I wouldn't put too much into it. Yeah. <laughs> And see, I heard it was from a, a ring conversation. I heard, like, yeah, the the whoever the VP of the pres uh, uh player development or whoever, uh, so reportedly it's his wife. But again, these are again, I'm trying to stay away from rumors, so I don't want to be that guy. But right, right, right. but uh, again, they they're saying that you know, um, he heard a conversation over a ring, uh, doorbell, uh, and heard talking. I guess. Scandally to uh to someone on the phone and you know and, and and a lot of things were said and heard in that moment. Um, and the sad part about it is, uh, it's like you know a lot of people kind of got thrown into the fire. Even we were discussing like some of the possible females that could have possibly been. Uh, some of some nice looking ladies too, by the way. But but that's besides the point. Let me, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it it just got real messy, and I think the Boston Celtics didn't necessarily help the situation because they came out say. I mean, obviously they had to say, look, when your head coach is getting suspended and not fired, you gotta say something, all right? Yeah. Uh, so you gotta say, hey, well he's getting suspended, and, and so now he's getting suspended. Everybody's like, oh, whoa, 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 why is he getting suspended? And you know, right. I think they didn't. They didn't come up with a good game plan to kind of put this information out without it being so messy. Uh, and I think when they, they kind of came out, well, you know, he had a, a consensual relationship with a female member of staff. 
And so at that point, it's a consensual relationship. So, okay, it's not sexual harassment. Right. That didn't need to be even said. Right. So it's not sexual harassment. But what could you possibly be doing where if it's consensual to make you get suspended for a year? Okay, if you if if you slept with someone uh, on the staff and that's against a, that's a policy rule, okay, cool. But geez, a year and he doesn't get fired, right? So he's not getting fired, but he's suspended for a year for a consensual relationship that he had with a female staff member. It just sounds weird. Like what could possibly happen if I'm sexually harassing someone? Uh, I'm making lewd comments. I'm doing a lot. Yeah, if I'm doing all that stuff. Then yeah, it makes sense. But if I'm not doing any of that, but I'm getting suspended for a year, but I'm not fired, it's just weird. And it's a lot, and it, and a lot hasn't been explained. And but you know, you if you listen to people like Matt Barnes and Kendrick Perkins, yeah, Matt, I was say, Matt Barnes was like, "Yo, I was wrong. It's not a bad look." <laughs> they obviously have sources inside that circle, uh, and so they know kind of what happened. And so for them to be like, yeah, man, he ain't going to get a job ever again. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, like, what the? So it's just real spicy. It's real messy. And it's sad because it's affecting people. It's affecting families, obviously. A lot, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are blindsided by this. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's sad because, you know, I'm even looking at Adoka, who served as an assistant for many years. Uh, he kind of was a journeyman as a basketball player in the NBA. Uh, so he's worked hard for the position. He basically is going to throw it all away, probably from a, a mistake in judgment. Uh, so basically, he screwed it up, no pun Rumors are what they're saying that like it's bad enough to where he probably in NBA circles won't get a job ever again in the NBA. I mean that that's terrible, man. He just took these guys to the NBA Finals as a first year head coach, and now he'll never coach again in the NBA probably. Jeez. So I mean, I, I, it sucks. I mean, I ain't gonna say I feel sorry for him because he made the decision, but it definitely sucks for his family and the other families that are involved in this. And the like Boston Celtics organization, Jason Tatum and those guys too. You know, I think they had thought they had a culture at least that was about to be there for the next 10 years. I mean, he took them to the finals the first season. Hey, look. <laughs> I can't wait till HBO Max comes out with a special. <laughs> <laughs> Winning time. <laughs> with, with, the, with, the, with the Boston Celtics. <laughs> See, season on the break, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, music. Um, we got three topics for music. Now, Ari Lennox. Uh, she came out with an album. Uh, Jid came out with an album. And then, of course, the one that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, Craig. Oh, it might just be me. Craig David is coming out <laughs> for the album <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Now, I've I've been on his uh on his page on the um on Apple Music, and they're giving me there's like six songs I can pick from. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I want to spoil that. I, I just want to just wait till tomorrow, and then I'll. Uh, you know, I can see everything. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited, man. I'm not the only guy. Oh God, you're the only Craig David fan in 2022. Like, how's that even possible? Who knew Craig David was coming out with music in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the baby came out with an album too, as well. Now I think about it. Um, oh, you know what? I heard he's only gonna make seventeen thousand sales. Yeah, opening week. Opening week. Yeah, it's pretty bad for him, especially for his actual. It's not a mixtape; it's an actual album. Uh, okay. But I mean, it didn't get much radio play, and it hasn't. It I mean, it didn't get promoted at all. Um, are they, they blackballing him right now? Probably. Um, he's made some questionable decisions over the last year that I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people are kind of done with him. Uh, Sad part about it is, I mean, he gets busy on the mic though. He can, he can he can go. Like I I actually went ahead and listened to a song or two, um, and I mean he still gets busy on the mic. Um, but unfortunately, that happens with a lot of people, um, and this might be good for him. Sometimes, man, like sometimes you gotta take a step back to kind of get your mind right, get your act together, because he doesn't seem very <laughs> he doesn't seem very uh, remorseful for some of the things he's done or said over the last year. So. <laughs> So, uh, like, I feel like he does it. Yeah, I, I, he just he just is what he is. And another guy, Tory Lanez, who has an album coming out tomorrow as well. He's another guy who's kind of getting blackballed, who doesn't seem very remorseful for some of the things he's done or said over the past year. So <laughs> they're 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 in it together right now. But uh, ironic that they both dropped something around the same time. Right. <laughs> so all right. Um. So Ari Lennox, she's come out with an album called Age, Sex, and Location. Um, I have not heard the album yet. I did listen to a couple songs uh, in the car. My, my wife was playing it. She told me about it. Um, but I will tell you this. First of all, Ari Lennox, everything she puts out is fantastic. Like, I'm talking about the No Skips. Her last album was No Skips. I'm hoping that, uh, and that's, uh, what was it, Shea Butter? Yeah. Uh, that one, No Skips. I, I didn't have a single song that I disliked. Now, just looking at it, um, some songs that would probably catch my eye, probably be Pressure, uh, Waste My Time, Blocking You, and then she has a, a, a song with Summer Walker called Queen Space. I already know if it's Summer Walker and her on the same track, I already yeah. know that's supposed to be, that's the last track of the, of the album. So 12 songs, 41 minutes, I'm expecting nothing but good music. And I, I like to run the artist too, so I, I imagine uh, it's going to be a good run. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'll definitely give it a check. Uh, she, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, she, she has a nice body too, so I like just looking at her sometimes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I like looking at her body, so I definitely always. Uh, I don't know. I just like how her voice sounds too. She has mm-hmm. a very soothing voice to me, so I'll definitely give it a check. And like I said, I might do the same as you. I might get on the treadmill, go uh, run it out tour. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Jid came out with an album, The Forever Story. I listened to it a couple of times. Now, Jid, man, he's probably like the guy that's probably the most uh, slept on rapper right now. Um, he had a song with 21 Savage uh, called Surround Sound. That is my favorite song on there. But uh, I listened to this album quite a few times. He had a track with Lil Wayne, uh, Just In Time. That's a good one. Um, Can't Make You Change with Ari Lynx, who we just spoke about. Um, it's just it's just good. It's really no skips. Uh, Can't punk me. I like that one uh, with Earth Gang. You gotta listen to it from start to finish, though. It's like this is one of those no skip albums that just it just it just flows. The whole the whole album is good. Yeah, I was I would give it an eight and a half. See, I haven't heard it yet, so I'm gonna take your roar, roar for it. I, I will give you this. 
the last couple albums that you told me to go check out and listen to, when I went and listened to them, they actually were okay. So uh, you've been pretty good lately with your, with your picks is, uh, musically lately. So I, I'm going to go ahead and get this one a, a, a check and uh, see how I feel about it. It'll be another one of my uh, workout playlists. Yeah, now you 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 you've also been good too, Sean. Now you told me about Lloyd Banks. You told me what I should be expecting when I came. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. It was not what I expected it to be. It was not what I wanted it to be. It was it was what I expected it to be. It is not what I wanted it to be. But yeah. uh, it was like two songs that I liked. But yeah, yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Sorry. So I was. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was disappointed because you told me what I was getting myself into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, it's been a weird year. It's been a lot of good music to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also been a lot of, uh, you know, it, it, you know what has, what's happening? My my, okay. my my rap palette is, is changing a little bit. And so I don't have the same patience for certain rap anymore that I used to. So... <laughs> You know, I, I still give people chances, but look, you gotta you gotta do what you do the first couple songs when, on rap albums. It's funny because like I have more of a patience for my my R and B palette is changing, so my my R and B is a little bit better. Where I have a little bit more patience, um, but my my rap palette isn't. So if you're not doing or saying what I want you to say, the, the first few songs I, I just can't I can't get down with it. But you know. I know I have nieces and nephews, and I work in a school, so there are certain things from young artists that I hear once in a while. I'd be like, okay, I can get with this one. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of other stuff too. Now I'm still struggling with NBA YoungBoy. Some stuff I, I can, I, some stuff I can do, but it's some stuff that I'm just like, ah, I, I, I'm trying, but I can't do it. I'm trying, but I can't do it. Kids love him though. So why do you want to? Why do you want to keep trying with NBA Hey man, I gotta know. Like, I, I'm trying to connect w- with the youth, and I just—it's just some things that I just, you know, you just get too old for. I guess it happens. I'm pretty sure it happened with my parents. Even though I don't think my parents ever tried to like my music, but I'm pretty sure it happened with my parents. I'm pretty sure it with them, with their parents before us. It, it just—you it, it, get to a point. I feel like I've given everybody a chance at one point or another, and, and I've gotten to that point where it's just certain artists that. I'm just never gonna like. <laughs> it just is what it is. I've just gotten too old for that particular kind of music or that particular type of rapper. All right. Uh, last but not least, we got TV and movies. I got a show. You got a show. Um, so I actually just watched the show today. I was on Snapchat, and you know, one of those annoying ads popped up where I was trying to watch my uh, my snaps, uh, my snap pages. And uh, it was on Hulu called Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I, I, know this, I know this woman from somewhere. And um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. Before I give, even gave it a try, well, my homeboys hit me up and said, hey, man, have you seen this show called Reasonable Doubt? And I was like, bro, I was just talking about that. It was funny that he mentioned it. I was like, okay, so now I'm going to give it, a, I'm gonna give it a, a, a watch. And I watched both episodes that come out every Monday uh, on Hulu. Uh, it's a Hulu original. And the, the, the star of the show... This is how you say her name. Ime Yatsi Coronaldi. You're good. That's how you pronounce her name. Ime, Ime Yatsi Coronaldi. She was in Ballers. Absolutely loved her in Ballers with The Rock. And um, I can't think of all the guys that was in Ballers. Uh, Denzel's son. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, Washington. But, yeah, Washington, Washington Jr. But uh, <laughs> I absolutely loved her in that show. 
And then I was like, because I couldn't remember where I seen her from. And then I um, I looked it up. I seen Ballers on the list, and then it, it clicked right away. I said, oh, yeah, I remember her. So I watched the first two episodes. I must say, I was thoroughly impressed. I think this is going to be a show that I'm going to be watching every Monday. Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm really gonna, I'm really locked in. Now I'm hooked. I, I like the show. It's really, really good. So it's about a, uh, she's a defense attorney that gets caught up in a, I, well, I don't know. You know what? I, this is what I've seen so far. She's basically a defense, uh, a defense attorney that gets caught up, pretty yeah. much. And she, and she's juggling uh, her love life while trying to balance her, uh, her law, her law career. That's basically what it is. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a dope show. I might have to get a check. Uh, I, I, but you know, I, I'll check it out just for. I mean, she's nice looking too, so I just check it out just to kind of check her out in the show. Uh, man, that was really good, man. The, the pr- uh, pronunciation of that name, because I would never got that. <laughs> you know what? I, I can't take all the credit. I'm on Wikipedia. They kind of break it down. <laughs> that's what I did. I was just looking at it like, oh, okay, that's how you say it. Okay. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, and I think some of you, some of you guys probably have seen this, or, or it's number one show on Netflix right now. Uh, Dahmer. Uh, by by Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, the obvious uh, obvious serial killer and raper uh, rapist uh, from the late eighties, early nineties. Um, I you know it originally caught my eye because I actually read up on him, um, and and I remember the story when I was younger uh, as a kid, uh, and I, all I really remember as a kid was like, oh, this is like this this dude who's eating people. That that's the, that was the thing as a kid, and so as I got older. I read more about it and just like this dude was just a straight lunatic and he did these crimes over like 14 years. He like, he like, he like, he like killed like 17, 18 different people uh, from uh, very young uh, males to older males. Uh, and it, it's just very interesting and intriguing. I mean, some stuff probably will gross you out, uh, but I mean, I mean, you guys watch horror movies, so I mean, it's not much different than that. Um, it, it, he he was definitely a, a. It's just very intriguing to kind of look at how the the mind of someone demented, and then to kind of see the treatment of people. I mean, he lived in I think a, a black neighborhood, uh, and he had this black woman uh, living next to him, and she was calling the cops on this guy for years, uh, basically saying, "Hey, man, it smells bad over there. What's that smell?" Um, hey, you know, he's, I hear all this noise in the middle of the night where he's like drilling holes in people's head or in, into people's skulls. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, he had like a severed head and it's sitting in his refrigerator. Uh, and so like, he's basically like the, this black woman and these different black people are, are, are calling on this guy and the police are like, ah, nothing's happening. Or they'll show up and be like, ah, right, we ain't seen nothing. When he clearly has pictures and photos of uh, people, dead people in his house, uh, and they just kind of didn't take him serious because they, you know, they live in a terrible neighborhood and they just probably didn't want to be there. They probably wonder like, why is this this this, this younger white male living over here? <laughs> Which they did actually one time. They did say, "Man, why are you staying in this crack house?" Like basically, they actually asked him, and he was just like, "Oh, well, you know, it's cheap." And they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess so," and just left it alone. Why did, yeah, it just left him alone. Why his house smells like, you know, whatever. So it, it's just a really kind of chronicling since it is uh, uh, 
based off a true story and a real characters. Uh, it, it's very intriguing. I'm pretty sure many of you guys have already watched it. Uh, it. It's also really weird because, like, uh, I, I still... So what I found out, because I think we talked about this for, like, winning time, being able to use people's... Uh, without their consent, being able to use people's name and character uh, without consent. Because, yeah, if I if that happened to my mom or something, I wouldn't want, yeah, I wouldn't want that to be on TV. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, the same thing with, like, with Jerry was complaining about uh, his portrayal on Winning Time. Um, and <laughs> what I've read up on that is if it's public record, it can be used without payment. Right. And I'm just like, wow. So just because it's that there's a, a affidavit written or if there was a police report or it was on the news, they could basically put all your business out there and you can't do anything about it. And I was just like, I could when I I, cause I had to I had to do that. Cause I was just like, why would anybody be able to use anybody's consent without? Uh, uh, or why would anybody be able to use anybody's likeness without their consent? You know what I'm saying? Why would anybody? Because like you know, you'll think at least you know. Because I, I went and read on that too. They say the producers of the of the show or the, the movie basically didn't even uh, call the victims' families. I'm just like, dude, that's like messed up. Like you know, could could you imagine? That happening, so yeah, so like uh, Mike Tyson, like if somebody wants to do a documentary on his rape case because it's public, uh, what's the name? You they could just do it, and he can't do nothing about it. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and that that's like that's messed up, I guess. But you know, if something's public record, I guess it's public record. Uh, I guess it's just like I mean. No, Jesus Christ is uh <laughs> his family that's walking around here, but uh yeah, like you know, that's why you could put him in the Bible and make movies about it and nobody can do anything about it, I guess. <laughs> it's just just is what it is. But yeah, so uh but yeah, it's a very interesting show. Uh I think anybody would enjoy it. But it's kinda crazy at the same time though it's pretty sick and demented and you know everybody might not want to watch that because it's kind of cruel to uh especially to those people's family but uh i've so far i kind of hurtfully say that i've enjoyed watching it so far (laughs) embarrassingly saying that but yeah it's pretty good though all right well i mean you guys check that out those are two uh interesting shows depends on what you're into um but I would definitely uh, give those to a watch. Episode 175 in the books. Um, the next time that you'll hear me and Sean will be uh, when we are talking about our next season. Right. Uh, which we don't know when that is. But, you know, we'll, 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 we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, opening night should be October 19th. Okay. Uh, definitely... Sign up now. You get your discount. You sign up now. I think the discount ends actually this weekend. Um, so I'll get and send that information out to you guys. I mean, I've told you about it, but I'm sending it out to everybody again. Uh, probably tomorrow on Friday uh, with this podcast. Uh, and, you know, try to get signed up as quickly as possible. Uh, but opening night will be October 19th. All right. Sounds good. All right. Episode 175 in the books. Uh, live via cell phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean. We are out.